by the time you hear this podcast, you'll ask an older sibling or cousin what a record store is. Britney Spears, Drive Me Crazy, You Drive Me, in parentheses, crazy, <laughs> the Stop Remix. Because she yells stop. <laughs> because she yells stop. How did that make it a remix? Oh, God. Did um, Max Martin write this, or was it Dr. Luke? Well, Dr. Luke wasn't really around back then. He didn't come around until the Kelly Clarkson days, but... Um, oh, okay. So, this might have been Max Martin Max Martin production. Um, Hold up. Oh, wait, we gotta go back. <laughs> Hold on. Stop. Okay. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's what made it a remix, y'all. Oh god. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the by the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode this time live from Ben's new place. We in the basement, y'all. In the basement. <laughs> um, but it's carpeted, so it's a fancy basement. Well, part of it's carpeted. There's a lot of scary parts of it that are not carpeted. <laughs> okay, it's partly fancy. <laughs> fancy enough. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to everyone who is following us on Instagram because I followed you on Instagram um, through... <laughs> I, I followed I started following people who were following me personally on Instagram I started following them on our podcast Instagram <laughs> and a lot of them followed back so thank you very much oh, I hope you cool. I hope you listen to the podcast um, and enjoy it and leave us a review on iTunes or Podomatic or Facebook page um, we like some feedback and ideas for shows and mm-hmm. you know so send you can send us an emails too at by the time you hear this at gmail.com <clears throat> with the letter U uh, instead of the word you, why Ben? Because we urban. Exactly. <laughs> so we're back with another episode. Uh, the song that you heard will give you a clue about what we're going to talk about. 
um, if you're trying to like not read the title or description, I guess. <laughs> I was like, well, why do I do that? And they can just read the description to find out what we're talking about. But because they just have it cued, you know, they just have it cued and like, oh, what are they talking about today? Hmm. It's Britney Spears song. Is it a Britney show? Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to surprise yourself, keep yourself in suspense. Uh, don't read the don't read the description. Um, and then or, or read it afterwards. You know, you can tell your but anyway, it's all good for us. So, <laughs> um, so as per usual, we will talk about some music comings and goings and goings ons. There's some other term for that, but we'll news happenings <laughs> happenings. There we go. That's the word. So, um, first, uh, well, I, <laughs> we've talked about this before about potential Super Bowl halftime acts. Oh yeah. yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if we brought up the person who is, um, who is rumored, who is finalizing a deal. Yeah. I don't think we did either. And I, I know I don't think I did because I didn't think she was doing anything. She's like, she'll kind of be popular and then go away and then come back. And I just assumed she was on a hiatus, so to speak. Well, with the, um, maybe it was this uh, perfect storm of coming out with the new single recently. Um, Lady Gaga is apparently finalizing the deal to be the halftime act for Super Bowl 51. Oh, it uh, is 51, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which will take place in Houston. Um, if this is true, what do you, what do you think, Ben? I mean, she's a show man or woman. I don't, I don't know how you say that, but she's she's she puts on a good show. She's entertaining. It'll be larger than life. I mean, this will be. I liken this to when Katy Perry, you know, did it. Like it'll be, it'll be good. It won't be. I don't think it'll blow us away, um, but it'll be good. I mean, I know a lot of people. Are, I know a lot of people say they should have gotten Beyonce. Well, Beyonce can't do it every year. She's not Bruno she Mars. She was just there last yeah. year and then three years before yeah. she was there. And honestly, I think the last year one was, I, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they did polling and they were like, they found out that people don't want to see Coldplay play the, you know, the Super Bowl. And I think they were just like, I think people forgot that it was, yeah. it was supposed to be Coldplay show, but and you, I was remember, you remember Beyonce and the Bruno. police not wanting to work because mm-hmm. her video is anti-police now wouldn't it have been funny if they had the police playing <laughs> right after she did that. The, the <laughs> somehow got them back together um but they probably all want to rip off sting's head but i digress um but yeah a lot of people wanted beyonce and i think like i don't know but who do you think would be special guests like cowboy had beyonce yeah and bruno mars um Katy perry had Lenny Kravitz, yeah. Missy Elliott. And then Bruno Mars had the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Right. That year. I don't know. Um, so why do I feel like, um, well. Because that's kind of become a thing now. Well, well, Beyonce's special guest was Destiny's Child. Yeah. And then she have somebody else? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I didn't really watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Black Eyed Peas, they had Usher. Yeah. So that, that has become a running theme. Yeah. Like a special so, guest, except for when they had the old guys. They didn't have special guests. Right. Um, what's funny like um, I can't remember which one exactly but the one where the who mm-hmm. were the halftime acts only two of them are still alive right I believe because I know Keith Moon's dead I think if I think John Inwistle might have just died 
Okay. He didn't get to see I, it. I know Pete Townsend was there. Roger Daltrey was there. Yeah, I think John Inman was like Keith Moon at now. <laughs> I, feel I knew like, Keith Moon was dead, but I, but I think the 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 game was being broadcast on CBS. Mm-hmm. Like all they have to do is do the songs that are the themes to CSI <laughs> to their CSI <laughs> franchise and be done with it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't. I don't know though. Like I. Uh, I can't think. I mean, I can't think of anyone that's really big right now. Anyone that she's collaborated with. Um, I mean, if any, I don't know, because I mean, they'll probably just force somebody on it. Like, here, this is gonna be your special guest, and they're gonna pop out. And the first, the first thing I was thinking of, and we mentioned that he should have, he should do a Super Bowl halftime show is Kanye. But I don't mm-hmm. think Kanye wants to be a special guest Mm-mm. for this for something like this. He wants to, he wants to be the main event. I could maybe see Drake, but I don't know how they'd mesh. I think Drake would want to be the main yeah. event too. Um. But I mean, you could also say the same thing about yeah. Beyonce, and she showed up and did it. So Drew and tried her best to steal the show, but <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I don't I can't see Lady Gaga wanting someone there to steal the show from her because she's a spectacle herself. Um, and and I think it would be someone like in a different genre or have a little bit of a different fan base. Yeah, than she does to bring. Oh, so who's big in rock right now? Pop um, rock or something. I didn't even think about that because I mean, hell, yeah, Lenny Kravitz is very different from Lady Ga- from uh, Katy Perry, and you know, Beyonce and um, Bruno Mars are quite different from Coldplay. So yeah, I mean, just someone who's popular enough to bring in a crowd, but still kind of different. Um, yeah, but I can't think of who could do that. Maybe Third Eye Blind in my dreams. <laughs> Your dreams. Mm-hmm. I saw them play one show at a at a football game on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit, and it was awful. You know, it could be, and this is a way just to like throw this in here. Um, it could be someone like the Chainsmokers if we knew what they looked like, or they, if they were they did. <laughs> or you know, they have two songs in the Billboard Hot 100. They have two songs in the top ten mm-hmm. or top five. If this so is if all the, in order. Uh, What's the other one with um, with Daya or yeah? Don't is? let me down. Don't let me down. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. So it grew on me. I didn't like it at first. It could be somebody like them. Yeah. But I don't know what they look like. They I, it has to be it has to be a recognizable face. Okay. Did they just play their laptop live or something? <laughs> like David Guetta. <laughs> Watch me press this button. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, I don't know. That's I'm kind of curious. Or, or it could be. Um, I guess. I don't know if he gets credit for discovering her Akon. You know what? I don't know if he does either. Um, that would be pretty cool though if they brought Akon out there. Yeah. Uh, and like bring yeah. him out there for just dance. Like just yeah. go back, play just dance, bring him out there. That's, and have him that's, that's on the set list. It has to oh, be. God, yeah, it has, has to be on the set list. Um, probably that. And um, uh, well, I don't know if we want to go through what would Lady Gaga Super Bowl <laughs> Super Bowl. Well, I mean, set she'd list have to be. throw in whatever the latest single is at the time. Perfect Delusion. Yeah, and um, gotta have the new song. I mean, probably all the, like Bad Romance, Paparazzi, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact. Applause um, will probably be on Poker there. Face. Poker Face is definitely going to be on there. Um, yeah. Um, maybe Love Game, but even though the lyrics may be considered risque, yeah, but I'm is. talking about risque for the NFL. Yeah, the disco stick. Yeah. <laughs> Could you change the word? It's been disco stick for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to change now. To disco Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rick? I don't. I don't okay. Um, I think she may bring out somebody like 
um, if they wanted to make it like a like a superstar kind of halftime show, mm-hmm. I think it may be somebody like like Justin Bieber. I could see that. Um, or Timberlake. I was, yeah, that was actually next on my list when you said Bieber. Um, or uh, Twenty One Pilots. Hmm. The Weekend. You know, I could actually see that working. Her in the Weekend. Yeah. I could. I he's could. Got, totally. He's got a new. He's got a new single. Yeah. And he'll eventually have a new mm-hmm. album coming out. So I could totally yeah. see that. Lady Gaga and the Weekend, but uh, hmm, I don't know. With some of his, like, what's the What's the he could only he could could probably only do like I can't feel my face or whatever the second single is going to be and something that's like mostly clean. Oh yeah, because he can't say Star Boy. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, he couldn't say that. No. Um, Maybe that's why he makes those lyrics so they can never ask him to do shows like that. He doesn't want to do those shows. There you go. As he sits and takes a drag of his blood. (laughs) Oh no no no. It would be like just some pill. <laughs> just take some pill, whatever it is. Um, some lean. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. Um, it would be interesting uh, just to see what kind of spectacle she'll put on. I think it will be some, it will be a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we have social media, there's going to be memes about it. Yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to that if uh, if this ends up being the case. Well, we'll see. Also, if any dancing sharks or any type of animals try to steal the spotlight, like they did with Katy Perry, um, and I, I think that guy actually ended up doing an AMA on Reddit. <laughs> like he got famous off of that, and I was like, wow, that's that's funny. Like you got famous for going on TV and messing up at the Super Bowl, like when everyone's watching. So that was pretty funny to me. All right. Um, <clears throat> next on the music news watch, um, when we mentioned Justin Timberlake, uh, he's having a um, he did a concert film and it's going to premiere on Netflix. It's called Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids. OK, that's funny because I'd heard about I'd heard that title thrown around um, a few months ago, but I didn't know that's what he was naming his concert special. Yeah, it is uh, from the final date of his 2020 experience world tour in Las Vegas. And um, how many years ago was that? What, two, three years two, ago? Three years? Okay. <clears throat> I they mean, the world, like, if the world tour could last like two years. Because that was, um, that had mirrors. If it's constant. And, okay, that's interesting. That ought to be good. Uh, and the Tennessee Kids, that's his, his backing band. Yeah. Um, and it's basically about the tour and a show from the the, la- the last show of the tour it premieres on Netflix on October 12th there is a trailer out and um, yeah so what do you think of like I, the concert film is really um, I don't know it's kind of an underused tool now I'd agree I don't want to say a lost art because people still do it but definitely not seen as much as it used to be seen, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of other like because I know Metallica did one. Um, I'm trying to think who else has done them though. Um, <clears throat> Cause I'm sure I know, I know John John Mayer has one oh, okay. called Any Given Thursday. Oh yeah yeah okay okay because he didn't do well because <clears throat> I haven't seen Any Given Thursday. I've seen Where the Light Is, which is just a straight concert. 
Okay. Was any given Thursday like a concert film like where it kind of covered? Yeah, it was kind of like that a oh, little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, and you'll see some some concert films that you may see. I mean, you see them on DVD in your local Best Buy or something, <laughs> but you know, it's not something that really people make a commitment to to watching because it's a live show and some people would probably rather listen to the album itself yeah. or go to the show itself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think it's still a, it's still underused because some people don't get to see these live shows. Yeah. You know, they don't come, the artist doesn't come to that particular city, <laughs> you know, and people maybe aren't that, um, aren't they interested in traveling somewhere? Yeah, I'm <laughs> to, like nowhere to see Iowa. somebody play. <laughs> like um, recently, uh, well, we both listened to Bomani Jones' radio show. Yeah, he talked about where he went. He wanted he got tickets to see Beyonce yeah. in Miami, and he um, he he had the tickets. He thought he had the tickets on his phone. Oh yeah, I remember that story. Yeah. And he was supposed to, he didn't know he had to print them out. Yeah. And he didn't know until he got there. Trying to find printer there. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was scrambling trying to get a printer and it didn't happen. So he didn't get to see the show. But instead, like I said, this is in Miami. He got tickets to see her in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So he went to, you know, he basically took a trip to Chicago to see that show. I'm surprised she didn't just come back to Miami because she came back to Atlanta. So I figured she'd just go back again. I don't know. I mean, well, in Miami, the people always find other stuff to do. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many B members of the Beehive are down there. I feel like everyone I'm surrounded by in this city is just obsessed with Beyonce. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Or maybe it'll be too sad a place to go to because LeBron's gone. <laughs> Dwayne Wade's gone. Oh, yeah, he is Chris Bosh may never play again. That made me sad when I read that. You know, my, the biggest, and then, um, you know, they're they're the best player for the Miami. He is Hassan Whiteside. I don't know if he people are interested be, in that. He's two years from thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, with the concert film, um, you know, there there used to be, I think, uh, another concert film that I know of that was prominent was Madonna's Truth or Dare. See, I, ne- I oh, hold on, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind, never mind. I think it was called Truth or Dare. I was thinking of Bedtime Stories, but that was something else. That I think that, that was just, that was just that was album. an album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like behind the scenes. Okay. Of like her and her and her her band or her, her dancers. Um, you when know that, that was out? that was in the late '80s, I think. Okay. Um, and. You can technically, technically, I feel like Purple Rain is majority <laughs> concert film. <laughs> Even they try to make it an actual film. Biopic. Yeah. <laughs> Loosely based on, yeah. you know, um, that's one of those kind of things. But I think it, it's, it can be considered a concert film just the way that it was presented. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, the one I always think of, and of course, it's a, it's a mockumentary. This is Spinal Tap. Which is like, you know, part joke, part concert film, part documentary. I, I think of that often um, and kind of wish that somebody else would make a, I think Christopher Guest did that one, 
Like, I'd like to see someone else make a comedy, like, music documentary. I think it'd be very funny. I don't know if maybe it would be lost on this generation, but I'd like to watch it. Yeah, something like Spinal Tap and um, Fear of a Black Hat. I take that back. Maybe Popstar. I haven't seen Popstar, but Popstar might be that, honestly. Yeah. Have you seen that? that I haven't seen it. I want to watch that. That's got Andy Samberg, right? Yeah. Okay, he's a funny guy. So if if, if anyone listening has seen it, let us know about Popstar, if it's worth the time. Um... But uh, concert films, you know, it's like I said, it's underused. And uh, I think Justin Timberlake, well, I don't know if he's going to like bring it back or anything like that, but uh, trying it out, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm expecting a good response because of how like the, the album is good. Yeah. Uh, he's known for putting on a great show. So mm-hmm. maybe it comes off well. Um. What else do we have? Okay. Um, there's a record store. I just mentioned this to Ben before we started recording. <laughs> I saw the headline and it was, it kind of jumped out at me. There's a music store in Berkeley, California called Amoeba Music. And they found a new venture, as the article says, a new venture to stay afloat as record sales continue to decrease. It is an in-house medical marijuana dispensary. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, how about record sales being low? That makes complete sense as to why they do that. Um, Got to have another revenue stream. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of this video that Derek Comedy made um, where uh, with the, you know, the with kids downloading music, um, this guy started a boy band to appeal to whoever oh, still buys CDs. That was creepy. <laughs> it's oh, like, that was creepy. So with all the kids downloading music, who's left the record stores? Creepos. Oh. Weirdos. And what do creepos and weirdos like? Young boys. Oh. And I'm in the young boy <laughs> business. So, <laughs> I um, just check out the Derek comedy video, Boy Band. It's on YouTube. Um, that's a throwback, man. That's Donald Glover's group, right? Yeah, that yeah, was his comedy, his comedy troupe. Um, that was only five years ago. Was it really? Yeah. Underage. What was it? Underage. Um, oh, I can't um, remember the name of it. It was. I just remember it being creepy. It's kind of catchy, but it was creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's what <laughs> this reminds me of with the record store. Um, so. That's for the people who are still driving around trying to find that Sam Goody. Yo, good luck. <laughs> or the Circuit City. <laughs> Most people I know now go to Criminal Records, which is downtown here. Um, I think it's Little Five. Mm. I think that's one of the the last remaining ones. Like other than you know going to like a Walmart. Well, shit, do they still sell at Walmart? Yeah. <laughs> they still sell music there. Okay, I never paid. I never gone to and Target. Section. Oh wait, they do. I've seen it, but it's all edited. At like, Walmart, well, it's edited. Yeah. Yeah. They still do that. Yeah. In 2016. <laughs> um, yeah, that's weird. They don't edit it at Target, though, do they? I don't think, no. Okay, I don't that's, think so. Yeah. Um, but this store has been approved for a license to sell marijuana and plans to convert its jazz section into a dispensary. Oh, why the jazz section? <laughs> why not have jazz in the section where the weed is? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, that I don't makes know. more sense. I don't know. Man. 
Maybe they're just moving the jazz section. Perhaps. Like to next to it. They put some jam, some uh, jam bands in there. Some Grateful Dead. And some fish. <laughs> That's all you need. Grateful Dead and fish. It's the whole day. Whole day music. Um, it's called uh, the dispensary is called the Berkeley Compassionate Care Collective, which would have a separate storefront from the record store. Hmm. So, uh, you can. It'll be the side door or something. I feel like. Yeah. So if you want to listen to um, some fish or Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And Berkeley's near San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That seems like a thing they do. So um, uh, in an interview with Billboard from last year, Amoeba Records co-founder Mark Weinstein admitted that the store earned half of the revenue that it did in 2008. And that it went from employing 90 people to 35. Marijuana is one of the few products that a brick and mortar retailer can get into and make a, and consider making a living at. Uh, Well, yeah, you can't download weed. Someone out out there is trying. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to find a way. They want to torrent weed. (laughs) Street. They want to stream some weed. I don't buy weed no more, man. I just torrent it, man. Go to the pirate bay. (laughs) some weed so um anyone in the northern california area and you still go to record stores um amoeba records i'm sure they do not to not to insult anyone from san francisco but they are i i've never seen that level of hip of hipster (laughs) i guess a different level of hipster in san francisco um yoga pants are their jeans And their jeans or shirts. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, on this, it's when you when you say it out loud, it's very weird in, in this time of music. Adele's 25 has gone diamond. Think about that, people. Diamond. <laughs> that means 10 million in sales. Now, mm-hmm. not necessarily 10 million people. There are 10 million copies people have bought. Mm-hmm. Isn't sometimes the record company yeah, buys ships them? 10 million. They, they ship 10 million. Yeah, 10 million have shipped. So basically, 10 million um, copies have either been sold or shipped to record stores to be bought, meaning that they're probably going to be bought. Because, I mean, that, that, that record to, uh, is a beast. Let's just be honest. Um, it'll probably, I'm sure it'll sell all of those. So... Um, pretty impressive to me. When have people, <laughs> um, when have people like, uh, like you haven't? They've run out of copies. That would be when sad. It, what what album has that happened with, or do you think that could have happened? What with at ever? a well at a store? I could see it. I couldn't see the rare copy. Like, no, nope, we're not printing anymore. Well, no, not <laughs> we're not printing anymore. But the store doesn't have any more copies. Oh, that would suck. Um, maybe Thriller. I don't know, because no thriller has reached uh, forty million at this point. Um, although I think like in a lot of places they've lost count. Um, maybe confessions. I know confessions with diamond could have happened to that. And like, it's um, some of those early in sync albums. No it's in, in ten months. Yeah. Oh no, it hasn't it hasn't even been out a full year yet. Yeah. Ten months it went diamond. So basically about a mil a month. <laughs> 
I feel like I guess people bought it now yeah. so because she's going to take 10 years off. Well, I mean, you also got and you ha- um, have to factor in the fact that um, her music appeals to um, a consumer base with disposable income. I mean, she basically kind of caters to like the 25 to 35, 40 year old people who don't mind. They're not going to get online and torrent an album. They're not going to download something. They're not going to put that crap on their computers because they don't want to kill them. So they just, they're like, I'm going to go to the store or I'm going to purchase it on my iPhone because I have iTunes or something like that or Google Play. They'll purchase it. <clears throat> so um, kind of like how um, I looked this up a few years ago and I found out that people like Michael Buble were regularly going platinum. And I was like, how? <laughs> he has one radio hit and it's just like, wait, you know, it was like him and Nora Jones, like every album they had consistently sold two to three million copies at least. And it's like because that fan base buys records, they have money, you know, they they live in McMansions and things like that. And they they don't mind going down to Target or going on Amazon or something and buying the record and going and to buying see the a concert. physical copy. Yeah, they'll go to the concert, they'll buy T-shirts, they'll, you know, and because of this. And I say this to all the people who don't buy music because of this, they have had long careers without really ever having to have any radio play. I mean, the only song that Michael Buble got played on the radio was I Haven't Met You Yet. That's it. Like in some people's books, he's a one hit wonder yet. He sells and probably makes more than a lot of people. And that wasn't and that song was he was four or five albums in. Oh, yeah. He'd been already. in it for, been in it for a while. And I first heard of him. Um probably a couple albums before then and he was yeah. getting the the Sinatra comparisons mm-hmm. you know so um I thought and I thought that was it's crazy like it's like I, I used to rag on Nora Jones like she cared but I would rag on her <laughs> for only like you know not doing that well at the Grammys didn't matter like she's selling then I was like oh she's a one-hit wonder she only has one song you know who, who cares like she's selling records like I guarantee you that's what record companies would prefer because that's how they make their money um and then on top of that like they tour all the time like yeah. they're just they're consummate performers, so yeah, they're they're a record company's dreams. I don't know who Michael Bublé and Nora Jones were signed to, but like their record companies probably love them. Yeah. So, uh, but then what's interesting also, you may wonder, well, how how did twenty how did Adele's twenty one do? It took two years for it to go diamond, almost two years for it to go diamond. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was just fervor built up. Because I mean, like she took it was three years between yeah those two albums, so which means with her ten year break, maybe she'll sell even more when she comes back. Yeah, I think there will be the there's going to be the 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 thirst mm-hmm. the thirst <laughs> the thirst for more Adele in ten years. So um, I don't think her fan base isn't going to go away. They'll listen to those songs uh, to those albums and break them down. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as possible, they'll go see her shows if she's content. She's still on tour, I think. So, um, yeah, get your get your Adele fix before I think she they already uh, have I think before they... she takes her break. <laughs> um, let's see where we are now. Okay, so, um, Ben, what is your earworm of the week? I've been saving this one. It's oh, Carly Rae Jepsen from uh, one of the greatest pop albums 
of the past five years. It's uh, Emotion. Okay. The title track to that album. Um, I'm a late. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a late bloomer on that album. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I read about how good it was. Didn't really believe it because I heard. Um, you know, I heard her other stuff. Like she had, you know, the what's the first one she had? Um, Call me maybe, which was pretty good. But you know, I was like, that's all she's got. You know. Well, that was uh, her second album. Yeah. Technically. But her first big single in America. Mm-hmm. In the good old U.S. where it counts. Um, <laughs> Canada wouldn't like that. Um, but then I heard this collection of songs and um, was blown away. Um, and this is this was the title track. I don't think it ever got released as a single, but it should have been. I think um, every song on that album, short of maybe like two or three, could have been released as singles. And they would have been good. All right. So, Emotion by... Carly Ray Jepsen. Be tormented by me, babe. Wonder, wonder how I do. How's the weather? Am I better? Better now that there's no you. Drink tequila for me, babe. Let it hit you cool and hot. Let your feelings be revealing that you can't forget me. Not a flower on the wall. I am growing ten feet, ten feet tall. Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen, the title track from her album, most recent album. It came out earlier this year, right? No, it came out last year. Um, she released a follow-up to it, kind of like um, like just a follow-up EP of a few B-sides. Okay. Um, but yeah, this this album, I, I would say it's underrated, but everyone rated it very highly, but it didn't sell well. And um, some people say that Taylor Swift is the reason. Yeah. Why do we keep bringing her up? <laughs> because, man. Why do we keep bringing because her up? She's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I never gave you permission to say that in your song, Kanye. <laughs> snake. Okay. So, 
uh, that's been Earworm of the Week. Uh, we have a playlist on Spotify they can check out with each earworm that we have played on every episode. That list going to get long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we started the show with parentheses. You drive me. <laughs> Close parentheses. Crazy. The yeah. stop remix. <laughs> and then he is a writer on it. Max Martin was. See, he was one of them. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of them. It was like a Swedish team. Yeah, but he was one of them. <laughs> uh, that is from the soundtrack. Drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the song was going to be on the soundtrack, so they changed the title of the movie. You think so? I feel like it was one of those things. Because well, you know, I think about it. Like, what drove her crazy anyway in that movie? So yeah. I, I don't know. Adrian Grenier, right? Yeah, yeah. Of um. Uh, God, what was the show he was in? Fame Entourage. Entourage. Yes, yes. He would later star on Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. And there was never a Melissa Joan Hart cameo, which was just a waste. He could. He owed her. Like she was the big star at the time. She was, you know, Clarissa. She was, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Nothing. You know, nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. Thanks a lot, Adrian. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, that introduces. Uh, this could be part of another another little series of shows we may do depending on the topic. Um, and I want to call it because five. (laughs) (laughs) Thumb down, thumb down. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, name your top five. These like, why only five? Like, and you name five. Mm Mm-hmm. Like whatever, it's like name your top five, the top five NBA players of all time, and you name five, and someone's always like, "Well, what about this guy?" I named five. You know why? Because because <laughs> the question was five, because five. Mm-hmm. I named five. That's my five right there. So <laughs> because five, okay, that's why we named five because five. With the with the with like the group five two with you know the number five I V E. <laughs> I was like, I had to think about that for a second. Oh, yeah, they have a. Five. They had a song. Um, Smart House. They had a song on Smart House. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't on the soundtrack to Smart House. I don't oh. think Smart House had a soundtrack. But the only song I remember by them, I think it was called "When the Lights Go Out." Yeah, that was like one that. Of them in the bowling alley. In the bowling yeah. alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, what happened to them? They kind of just. They were just in that era of boy bands there were like a hundred of them yeah you know um <laughs> i heard that <laughs> one direction was like that was their biggest influence i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay so um so our because five topic is 90s movie soundtracks we both have a list of our top five we did have an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we each have an honorable mention, so it's six, but it's still like that. Well, it's an honorable mention for different reasons. Maybe it's a favorite of ours, or you know, it's it, it's good, but you know, our something in our top five is slightly better. Yeah. Um, but it's still gonna be you know five because five. The question is five, so we we're picking five. All right, so. Um, let's get our album mentions out of the way. Uh, these are '90s <laughs> movie soundtracks. Okay, movies that came out between 1990 and 1999. <laughs> okay, that's when the movie came out. 
okay? And they had to be on the soundtrack. Um, I think that was really the only the only rules for this. I didn't want to include something like Forrest Gump, that soundtrack, because it had a lot of songs from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically like a, that's, that's a mixtape. That's a compilation. Yeah. Uh, kind of soundtrack. I mean, not that that's bad. Not that it was a bad idea because yeah. of what the movie was, but um, that's cheating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit cheating as far as like, this soundtrack is amazing. Like you've heard all these songs before. <laughs> you okay. just chose a, it was a greatest hit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what it was. Um, you know, let me make this. Um, okay. So Ben, what is your honorable mention? Honorable mention. Um, and I guess also you you mentioned you know just saying if you've seen the movie because some of these movies I'm not gonna lie I haven't seen I just know the soundtracks. <laughs> um, I have not seen my honorable mention Jason's lyric. Okay. Um, I put it on there because I love the soundtrack. I've never seen the movie. The movie wasn't incredibly popular. The soundtrack was not incredibly popular, but it was one of the first CDs <clears throat> what my sister ever owned when she got her CD player back when this came out, um, which is in '94 it came out. So I was like what, 10 years old, I guess, when it came out. Um, it was a pretty raunchy CD as well. I probably shouldn't have been listening to it, but I did. Mm. There's a really especially raunchy track on there by um, Scarface called Jesse James, where he talks about murking somebody like Jesse James. Um, my standout track from it, though, was not the lead single, which was You Will Know by Black Men United, which featured um, a bunch of like black R&B singers, male R&B singers, singing a song, We Are The World Style. Yeah. Um, it was If You Think You're Lonely Now by Casey Haley. Casey um, from Jodeci. It's a cover of a Bobby Womack song. At the time, I didn't know that when I was a kid. But I just remember, like, it, like that's the track that stood out to me from that movie. I mean, from the, from the soundtrack. Um, but, yeah, the, I don't even think, like, the, like I'm looking now. Um, like it, it peaked at 17 on the hot billboard pop album. So it didn't even make the, you know, the hot to the billboard top 200. Um, I did not know there was a, a chart called the billboard top black albums. Didn't know that. Well, existed. Now it's known as the, uh, top hip hop R and B albums. Ah, so what are they trying to say back then? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So, um, it, it got number one there, but nowhere else really. So, um, yeah, but it had that on there. It had a cover of the Van Morrison song, Crazy Love. Um, I Take Six? Huh? I Take Six? No, Brian McKnight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Brian McKnight. I thought yeah. I thought Take Six did that song. Mint Condition was on there. Like, it had a lot of people on on that. I just, I loved it. So, that's my, oops. Yeah. That's my honorable mention right there. All right. So, the Jason's Lyric soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, my honorable mention um, I, uh, actually listen to this CD a lot. And if it, if I, <laughs> if you look at what was on the soundtrack, it's a fairly cheesy, it's a fairly <laughs> cheesy soundtrack. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think I got a copy of it at the library or something. I feel like that's where you got a lot of records from. <laughs> yeah. For me. Yeah. At the library. Now it was known for one song, um, 
it was known for the song I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that wasn't really my favorite song on the album. Um, my favorite song on the album was uh, Seal's cover of Fly Like an Eagle. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's It was just very well put together. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, the Space Jam soundtrack, uh, it also included... Um, uh, for you, I will by Monica, which oh, I think yeah. was a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, it included uh, "Hit 'Em High," which had I think it was like LL Cool J and like Coolio and yeah, "Hit 'Em High." Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see who was on that song. Uh, these aren't neither neither album we've mentioned is on Spotify, so we're <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> like not. what was on there. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, Hit 'em High had uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill, mm-hmm. Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method Man. Yeah. Um, it also included the title track, Space Jam, by the Quad City, City DJs. DJs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that song. Um, uh, one And one of my favorites, like, it's a, it's a, um, uh, very underrated song. Let me guess. Is it the Spin Doctors and Biz Marquee? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I did like that one. But uh, All of My Days by Changing Faces oh. featuring Jay-Z. A very... Early cameo. Uh, a very early Jay-Z. <laughs> this is 96. So um, I really like that song. Uh, and it was... Um, yeah, just the... Uh, what well also included on it is... Um, a, a parody song <laughs> or well no not a parody song but a, a cover of the song Basketball Jones originally re- written by Cheech and Chong but it was performed by Barry White and Chris Rock <laughs> I think I heard that one um, also includes Robin S, Salt and Peppa um, D'Angelo uh, Coolio and All for One I didn't know they're on there too yeah so my honorable mention is Space Jam. Word up. All right. So let's get into this. Ben. Number five. Number five. Okay. I'm pretty sure this is on there. Um, number five for me, and of course, you know, disclaimer, because I know some people are like, Well, why are they saying that's the these are the greatest? I don't think these are necessarily the greatest. Just our these favorites. are our top five. Yeah, this is uh, this is us. It's so, our top five. So with that said, so you come at me with like, well, what about this one? Uh, you like that one? That's fine. So in our top five. With that said, <laughs> another movie I have not seen. A lot of people are gonna be mad at me because I ain't seen this. The Set It Off soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the movie, but I love the soundtrack. I, I'm gonna say this now. It has nothing to do with the soundtrack, really. But um, Set It Off. Mm-hmm. And the town are the same movie. What just ones with like black chicks and others with um with white guys with white guys from Boston <laughs> <laughs> townies. <laughs> townies the town and set it off the town that had um, are damn near identical. Who else was in that? That was um what bit was Ben Affleck in that or did he Ben Affleck? It? He he wrote and directed it, or he he was, was in it. Jeremy and Renner it. in it. Jeremy Renner. Okay, I remember that because okay, I remember that movie. That was a good movie too. Okay, that was, that was. Um, but yeah, set it off. I love the movie. I mean, not, I didn't love, the, I love the soundtrack. Excuse me, I've not seen the movie. Um, 
but it had Missing You, it had Don't Let Go. Um, to me, that's the standout track, Don't Let Go Love. Um, in Vogue's biggest single of all time. Um, and just a stellar track. Um, of course, it has my one of my favorite things, live instruments, um, live guitar. Yeah, there we go. Um, drums, guitar, everything about it just sounds good. You got Days of Our Lives with Bone Thugs and Harmony, where um, they do the acapella intro. Well, not acapella, no, it's just piano, but it's still kind of them, you know, just singing. Um, Seal, another Seal cover. He covers Hey Joe. Um, my favorite track would probably be Let It Go by Ray J. It's the only Ray J song I like. Early Ray J. And it was before Ray J thought that he was a thug, I guess. I don't know, like... This was before Wait a Minute? Yeah. This was before, like, <laughs> most people don't, like... What? He had before Wait... What was he doing before Wait a Minute? He was making funk music. Like, it's a, it's kind of a funky song. And then I like the song Billy Lawrence and... um I think that's her name. Let me make sure. Yeah, Billy Lawrence featuring MC Light. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the soundtrack. It's, it's one of my favorites. These are all songs that... Um, I was really into middle school-ish. Yeah, this was 96, so middle school-ish was when I was really into them. Um, of course, you know, this also was back when Brandy was big, and I always like to go back to a time where Brandy was big because I, I liked Brandy. So I thought she was kind of cute back then. Um, the song, well, this song, okay, by In Vogue, of course, the album was produced by Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. And organized noise. Yeah, because they also did. Um, they can, they produced the title track, set it off. Which, <laughs> yeah, which I think had what Queen Latifah was on it. Uh, was on set. Or, it it said, just says organized noise featuring Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. Yeah, <laughs> but there was someone. There was another girl who sung on it, but I can't remember her name. Because there's a music video and everything. Another dude sings on it. There's like several people that sing on it. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um okay, so set it off. For those who want to fact check, nineteen ninety six. So it definitely qualifies. Cool. There there are gonna be those people out there. <laughs> like uh 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 you with that Sam that uh Sam Jackson. Uh 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 you didn't say the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> okay. Um Alright, what you got? My number five, um, it's an album that, um, well, well, the movie I've seen maybe only twice, mm-hmm. but um, and for black people, um, it's like the the standard romantic drama. Hmm. Um, of course, I'm talking about Love Jones. Uh oh. <laughs> Um, Love Jones is from 1997 okay um, it includes the song Hopeless oh, by Dion Ferris god that's a beautiful song um, a remix of Something Something by Maxwell nice uh, it includes uh, who else is on here the Refugee All Stars well <clears throat> The Sweetest Thing oh, okay um, the Lauryn Hill track the Lauryn yeah. Hill song uh, Groove Theory Escape Cassandra Wilson, Brand New Heavies, Kenny Lattimore, um, and Duke Ellington and John Coltrane, who's the song In a Sentimental Mood, was included on the soundtrack. Nice. Um, the standout track to me is uh, um, 
Well, it's hopeless. <laughs> hopeless. <laughs> it, it's a really good song. Yeah, it is. It's on Spotify, right? Yeah. Because her first one, Wildflower, is not. I was very upset about that. But this is a good song. Uh, yeah. I've only seen the movie twice. Um, and I was talking to one of our friends about this a while ago. With the movie itself, if the movie came out today, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't have the same impact that it did with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, some things wouldn't have worked out like there's a scene where uh, Darius played by Lorraine Tate goes to a record store and he sees Nina played by Nia Long and they had met like the night before or something Um, and this was a record store to where people actually joined the mailing list Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he goes up to his friend who runs the record store and gets her address and follows her home and just shows up oh, at her apartment. Oh no. That shit would not fly today. No. <laughs> not even. Um Yeah. But back then it was just cute. Yeah, back then it, it was cute. Yeah. You know, he's a poet. He's not gonna he's not threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, but that would not fly today. Um the album also includes uh Michelle and Deggio Cello. Um a, I would say she is a neo soul favorite mm-hmm. of, of um, this was, and this was kind of like the, um, I guess you would say it was kind of like the, uh, the, the neo soul movie soundtrack. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause, uh, that was, you said that was 97. 97. Yeah. So that was around the time the roots, the, um, yeah, the roots and, and Erica Erica Badu, Badu and yeah. D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, um, Love Jones, you know, is for the, you know, the guys who, you know, if you're going to Netflix and chill and you're trying to close it, put on Love Jones or just the soundtrack, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and thank us later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Ben, was that thunder? No, I, I just, was it, you hear that? Oh, no, that was real thunder. Oh, that is thunder. <laughs> Oof. Storms are brewing. Um, so I'm number four, right? Number four. So number four is uh, the movie Can't Hardly Wait, the soundtrack to Can't Hardly Wait. Um, one of my favorite, well, I don't want to say one of my favorite movies, probably one of my favorite movies. I've seen this movie many, many times. Um, it always reminds me of high school, even though I was not, yeah, actually I was in high school when it came out, my bad, 1998, I just started um, but I knew nothing of the parties that they were going to <laughs> and the debauchery in which they were getting into. Um, my standout track from that was actually, I don't think it was written for the movie, but it was on there nonetheless. Uh, my favorite band, Third Eye Blind, Graduate, um, was my favorite song from the movie, or from the soundtrack at least. Um, tons of good music in the movie, period, that um, didn't make the soundtrack. So I'm, I like I didn't even realize that like Mandy, which I felt like played a, a pretty interesting part in the movie, you know, the second half of the movie was not on the soundtrack. I figured that'd be on there, but it's not. But um, it features Paradise City, of course, if you've seen the movie, um, the showstopper of the movie when um, the drunk nerd gets up there and belts it out, which was awesome. 
um, Flashlight uh, by um, Parliament, um, Charlotte Swing My Way, KP and Envy, who remembers them. Um, People probably know Bryson the song, <laughs> but not who sings it. Thank you, Bryson Tiller, for that. <laughs> um, yeah, Damn It by Blink-182, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, um, Smash Mouth. It, just a lot of really good songs in there. And, of course, it's tricky. Just The, mo- the movie just reminds me of, like, I, I go and watch it when I'm feeling nostalgic. And I want to think of the '90s. There was some fashion that was nostalgic too. Uh, Seth Green. Oh God, the way he was wearing goggles. Yes, Go- there was there was a period of time, children. There's a period of time <laughs> where wearing goggles, no matter where you lived, you could have lived in the desert. <laughs> goggles were a necessary accessory. Oh yeah, uh, not for either of us. No, but mm-hmm. it was necessary. I'm pretty sure he was wearing <laughs> Jinkos in that movie too. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> All right. Thunder. There's right. a little bit of lightning, too. Okay, this so, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's, um, that was, yeah, I think he was wearing Jinkos. Yeah. Did and you, his, ever, did you wear Jinkos in high school? No, God, no. I did. I had one pair. Yeah, I didn't wear Jinkos. <laughs> um, I, I think mine were, were khakis. And I mean, not for lack of trying. I mean, they were just really expensive. My mom was going to buy them, so... <laughs> I was living on, um, no, I wasn't living on an army base at the time, or was I? Either way, I think my, my mom got got a pair at the PX. Mm. Army rats will know what the PX is. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I know what the PX is. <laughs> All right. So um, let me add that to the list. We're going to have a playlist for this one just for the tracks that were played, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, so number four for me. Number four is a movie uh, soundtrack. I I listened to the soundtrack much later, but I had seen the movie many times beforehand, and mm-hmm. it was a movie I should not have been watching. <laughs> Isn't it always like that? It's, um, and it is Juice. Oh, Ooh. the Juice soundtrack. Um. It was a new jack swing and hip hop together. Um, and the movie is very dark for every, for anyone who has seen it. Um, so uh, it includes, wow, that rain is coming down kind of hard, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, it includes Naughty by Nature, Eric B. and Rakim, uh, Teddy Riley, Too Short, EPMD, Aaron Hall, Cypress Hill. Did I say Big Daddy Kane? Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall, yep. Um, uh, And the brand new heavies again. Yeah. Acid Jazz, (laughs) man. I like the brand new heavies. Um, My favorite song from the album uh, was kind of hard because there's there's like four of them I really like. Five Mm. of them. (laughs) Out of 14. (laughs) I I really like the the whole album. Um, But uh, uh, I'm just going to pick one. Uh, I'm going to pick the first one because it was, it's the, it's it's my favorite song by the group anyway. Uh, Naughty by Nature, Uptown Anthem. So yeah, it's not Hip Hop Hooray. <laughs> all right, that wasn't on there. And this is 1991. So and this is when Naughty by Nature like kind of uh, first. This was kind of like at the beginning mm-hmm. of their of their careers. 
but uh, I just really like how it sounded. Yeah, I don't think I've heard much from the Juice soundtrack. Although I think I've heard this, though. Did one of them marry... Who did Tretch marry? Somebody from Song Peppa. I think it was Peppa. Okay, okay. Whoever the taller one is. I get them confused. I shouldn't be getting them confused, but I do sometimes. <laughs> what it like... What is weird like, what talking about nature to me is like... Okay, if you're a rapper, you're going to have a rap name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's Tretch. Mm-hmm. All right, the DJ, he's KG. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy is, he's just Vinny. <laughs> oh, like, they, on, they're man. from New York, right? They're from New Jersey. New Jersey? That's kind of a, well, is he Italian? No. I don't know much about Night by Nature. That's, that's a very New Jersey name. I guess, do name Vinny. It's Vinny. It's Vinny, you know, Vinny from the block. I don't know. <laughs> Like, he's just Vinny? I mean, but no. Not very imaginative there, Vinny. Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, But Vinny. I guess it really didn't matter in the long run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, um, but yeah, Uptown Anthem by Naya by Nature. It's the very first track. I think it's played at the beginning of the movie. Or it might have been, though. But, um, yeah. So, check out Juice. Check out the movie. Um... Tupac, Omar Epps. Um, yeah, I think if, if you watch the movie, you could probably tell, like, man, Tupac could have been an incredible actor. I hear that a lot about him, actually. Yeah. From a lot of people. In that movie, he was, he was, he was bad shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ben, number three. So, number three. And I've actually been kind of doodling around with this list as we've been going around, going on. Um, so this is the first appearance um, of a uh, babyface-dominated soundtrack. Mm. Um, and this one is The Bodyguard. Mm. I have not seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I have no real desire to see the movie. I, I, I'm here, like, for a long time... Um, there was going to be a remake of The Bodyguard. With who? I've heard, like, from... Like, this movie, I think it was... It was supposed to be made in the 70s. And oh. it was supposed to be Diana Ross and Steve McQueen. Really? And that never happened. Okay. I could I could totally see that. Um, and then it was going to be... Um, somebody else in, like, Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. But it never happened. Oh. Um... Uh, and then when it, it, this was Whitney Houston's film debut and with Kevin Costner, and I hear the remake, as far as a remake, I've heard um, it was going to be Beyonce and <laughs> pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, Might as well be Ben Affleck. <laughs> I think it was going to be like Beyonce and like Matt Damon or oh God. I could I or could see that Brad Pitt and Rihanna uh, it had to be that. like a, a the, the the female singer had to be black mm-hmm. and the bodyguard is going to be white yeah it it has to be that way or people might get mad <laughs> you know even those in Daya is going to play Mary Jane anyway um, so my standout track from that yeah. is uh 
is uh, I Have Nothing. Not I Will Always Love You, which I know is the, the, the biggest single, the lead single. But mine is I Have Nothing, which is, um, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a stellar track. They don't write them like that anymore. Was that the song that was nominated for an Oscar? One of them was. I do not remember. It probably wasn't because I would we would know if Babyface had been nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Let's see what the accolades here are. I'm sure there's an NCAA, um, NAACP image award. <laughs> there's an image award nomination. I'm sure there is. Uh, let's see. Well, there was something called the Music Award. Don't I've never heard of that before. Um, so yeah, Academy Award. Oh uh, yeah, it's nominated for I um, both I Have Nothing and Run to You. But um, I Have Nothing is actually was not a Babyface song on there. It was David Foster and Linda Thompson. David Foster being the person who wrote Through the Fire. Um, and uh, I can't remember what else David Foster wrote. He was, I just, the only, the one thing I remember him being famous for, and I was kind of sad when I found out this, is that um, The Princes of Malibu, the very, very, very short-lived reality TV show on Fox, that was him. That was his house, and those are his um, nephews. Yeah. I, yeah, I was totally oh. disappointed when I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. These spoiled, yeah. So. I'm trying to look at the. So I won American Music Awards, ASCAP Awards. Ah, I don't, I don't see any. Um, I'm looking. I don't see any of those uh, NAACP Image Award. Oh, there it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. It won uh, four. As far as Academy Awards, uh, David Fa- this was his second nomination. Mm-hmm. He wrote Glory of Love from Karate Kid ah, 2. Okay. And he wrote The Prayer from Quest for Camelot. Yeah. Uh, he was not nominated for a Golden Globe for this song. Politics. <laughs> Obviously. He is Canadian, so yeah. they somebody had an issue. <laughs> but yeah, for NAACP Award, it won... It just said Special Award Entertainer of the Year. And then the soundtrack won for Outstanding Female Artist, Outstanding Album, Outstanding Soundtrack, um, Album, Film, or TV, and then Outstanding Music Video for I'm Every Woman. So, I mean, it, it really kind of swept the Image Awards that year. 94 was huge for the bodyguard. Um, now, as far as Babyface is concerned, he did co-write Queen of the Night. Mm-hmm. That is the only writing credit I see on here. But he was executive producer, right? Is what our uh, the executive sure. producer was Clive Davis and Whitney Houston and oh. Jazz Summers and Tim Perry. I'm not sure who those two are, but I read this it was this was not a dominated one by him. This was this was the Arista yeah soundtrack album. <laughs> Arista and, and Dolly Parton's Dolly Parton's Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton made bank off this album. <laughs> so I take that back then I rescind my earlier statement this is the first of um, the uh, Whitney Houston dominated soundtracks I'll say mm. that much which kind of spoils what's next what's coming up later but uh, okay so I have nothing from the bodyguard that's their number three right yes all right that's so my number, three. my number three now this is a this is a baby face associated soundtrack <laughs> all right um, he introduced a very prominent R&B artist to us. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I'm talking about Boomerang. Oh, yeah. Introducing us to Tony Braxton. And, technically, they introduced Boys to Men to us, too. I mean, they were around, but he made them a household name. He, yeah. 
he gave he gave him a hit. Yeah. So, um, Boomerang is my number three. Uh, the soundtrack. This was this was the the, the LaFace soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> what year did that come? What year did Boomerang come out? Uh, this was 1992. Okay. Yeah, it was 92. Um, this was another movie that I had seen, and I was no. too young yeah. to see it. <laughs> um, an uncle took me to see it. I was eight years old. <laughs> it's so funny looking back on some of those films where, like, when you were a kid, like, somehow all your friends had seen them. But, like, you were, like, the only person that hadn't seen it. And, and in likelihood, some of your friends were probably lying. They hadn't seen it. But like all your friends said they seen it. I was like, man, I don't never see none of these movies. And it's just like looking back on it, yeah, you shouldn't have. Like <laughs> Yeah. Um, these R rated comedies that were just over your head. Like <laughs> Uh I mean if you watch them now, now you understand everything. Oh god, I, I totally get Ace Ventura now. <laughs> Did not get it back then. Um so with the Boo Break f- soundtrack, this was the Babyface soundtrack. This was the LaFace soundtrack. Um executive produced by L.A. Reid um, includes uh, Give You My Heart which is Babyface and Tony Braxton she also did Love Should Have Brought You Home I love that track um, it includes Johnny Gill Boys to Men mm-hmm. P.M. Dawn Grace Jones Keith Washington Aaron Hall A Tribe Called Quest um, I guess the it includes End of the Road by Boys, by Boys to Boys to Men Boys to Men the smash shit on the soundtrack yeah. Um, I think the, my favorite track on there is, uh, it's, it's PM Dawn, even though it had nothing to do with Babyface, <laughs> but it was still, um, a great, it's still a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace to a trail chords. Oh yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. When did that, was that a couple years ago? That was earlier this year. That was earlier this year? Yeah. Um, if we, we could find the track, we could give you a listen to what we are talking about the the soundtrack for boomerang is on spotify and um here is i die without you by pm dawn um i i do prefer the original version of this song Mm -hmm. uh to some covers that i've heard i think like brandy and ray j did a cover of it did they really? Yeah, uh, it, I didn't really. Did they just come out with a, a covers album, a, a, like a brother sister covers album? I feel like they did, but I don't think it really oh. happened. Because they covered um, another day in paradise. paradise. So I was just yeah. like, "What are you doing? <laughs> just stop." Um, yeah, they. I forgot they did a lot of singing in PM Dawn. They're listed as a hip hop yeah. act, but I felt like it was like it was rapping, but it was I don't know. They rap a lot of sometimes. Yeah, they did a lot of singing. Mostly singing. Yeah. Um, there was also a. Uh, this also included TLC. On the album? Yeah. yeah. But they were part of the. Um, they had a song that was credited as the LaFace Cartel, uh, which was Damien Dame, TLC, Tony Braxton. And the Highland Place Mobsters, which I think is just like L.A. Reid and Babyface. Okay, I guess I've never heard of them. <laughs> oh, and Daryl Simmons, also a uh, a longtime collaborator mm-hmm. with Babyface. Yeah, I think my favorite, just looking back on it too, I, I love End of the Road, but I think my favorite is probably Love Should Have Brought You Home um, by Tony Braxton from that one. I, I do really like that song. 
That's... Ah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna be sad that I'm not young anymore. Because <laughs> all these remind... All this makes me think of is like the BET Top 20. Yep. Yeah. Every Video Soul. Night. Oh, yeah. Hosted by Donnie Simpson. Or Sherry Carter. Donnie Simpson. I used, For some reason, I, I used to think that Donnie Simpson and Donnell Jones were the same person. <laughs> When okay. Donald, Jones, well, Donald Jones came out, I was like, oh man, they're really like helping him out since he used to work at BET. <laughs> I was like, no. what am I thinking? <laughs> um, okay, so Ben. Number two. So this one's a bit of an odd one, but it has a it's a it's a personal it's a personal soundtrack to me. The Lion King. Um I've seen the movie more times than I can count. I used to be able to recite it. Um, I'm going to give you the standout track too because I just like to hear it. Hakuna Matata. Um, <laughs> for some people, it's the circle of life. Some people, I think, um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight might have been the biggest song from that, but I think that. I think that's the one that won an Oscar. Can yeah. Can You Feel the Love Tonight. But Hakuna Matata to me is just like, it's just brilliant. Like, I don't, I don't like musicals. And I guess when I was a kid, I didn't realize I didn't like musicals, but I, I did like all the Disney musicals Aladdin and The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and, um, I can't think of the was Poc- I didn't like Pocahontas. I didn't really like that one. Um, see, in the '90s, there was Lion King, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, yeah. um, Toy oh, Story, like Colors of the Wind. I didn't like that. Um, but this, I don't know. This movie, the movie was Little really Mermaid good. too. Oh, oh, that yes, might have been '89. Yeah, I think so. It, it was. It was close, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this song, this this album, you know, had of course. Um, <clears throat> Lyrics by Tim Rice, music by Elton John. Elton John, of course, did actual, like, full live band version. Well, not live band, but, like, you know, recorded versions of I Just Can't Wait to Be King, which had, like, a rockabilly feel to it, and King for the Love Tonight, which had, like, an adult contemporary ballad feel to it. Um, he did not do... This, yeah, he did do The Circle of Life. He did The Circle of Life, too, which yeah. had, like, an adult contemporary feel to it as well. What's interesting to me with... Um, with I Just Can't Wait to Be King... Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I knew the voice of Simba, the talking voice, yeah. was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. T-T-T. The singing voice was Jason Weaver. Uh huh. And he's right here. Oh yeah. And I was just, I like, I read. I was like, as a kid, I'm like, like I had seen Jackson's an American Dream several mm-hmm. times by then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't Jason Weaver just be the voice of Simba? <laughs> why they just bring him in to sing? <laughs> Ironically enough, too, the adult singing voice of Simba—I gotta look his name, his name up again. He was one of the singers of Toto. It was like their fourth singer or something like that. Um, I, I, it was very funny. Like he sang on the song. Um, okay, let me see here. Singing Joseph Williams, who was in Toto from 1982 to now. Actually, he's their current singer. Um. I thought that was very funny because I remember as a kid loving his voice and then growing up and, li- and like hearing some Toto and just being like, I like that guy's voice. He's a really good singer and just n- not putting two and two together until here goes. Ah, he kills it. He kills it. Yeah. I do remember those as a kid thinking like Matthew Broderick can really sing. <laughs> I remember thinking that. I was like, wow, he's got a good voice. I, but not knowing that, you know. They had singing voices for these people. Yeah. Because also as a kid, I remember thinking Jonathan Taylor Thomas could really sing. I was yeah. like, that's pretty cool. He could, you know, JTT, because he was always on the cover of Disney Adventures, which I subscribed to as a kid. They loved him. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it's a very personal soundtrack. Got me through some hard times as a kid. I used to listen to it a lot. I, um, I had it on cassette. That shows how old it is. It was a white cassette <laughs> with blue writing. Um, and also did not realize until I got older that the actual like arrangements were done by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Um, those of you who um, hear that name sounds familiar. He did a lot of the Batman. He did the Batman trilogy. I think he did Inception. He worked a lot with Chris Nolan a lot. Um, um, I think he did Inception, yeah. Batman, uh, Sp- I think Spider-Man. I don't know if he did Spider-Man, but I know he, I know he did those, those movies we just mentioned though, but um, didn't realize he was, I don't know. I guess I just imagined figure he just started working now, but he's probably been doing this for a while. So um, let's see what else he, that he's actually worked on. Um, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Really? Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, that makes sense. Pirates of the Caribbean sounds like a Hans Zimmer score. Um, the Ring. Uh, Hannibal. Black Hawk Down. It's good that he stayed relevant. Cause, I mean, Gladiator. Like, you know, when was the last time you heard from Danny Elfman? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's Tim Burton doing? That's yeah. the only time we hear from Danny Elfman. Because I think the last <laughs> thing I heard him was like the Men in Black soundtrack. <laughs> like, the weird thing with Danny Un is is that is that is that years ago he was the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. What? <laughs> well, serious? I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> oh God! Like Dead Man's Party and from the Ronnie Dangerfield movie oh. Back to School. Oingo Boingo lead singer Dan, like Oingo Boingo is Danny Elfman. That that is his. Oh that's my! That's his project. I just found that out recently, but. You're finding it, finding out more recently than me. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, yeah, no clue. Um, um, learn something new every day. So um, that was number two, right? Mm-hmm. All right, number two for me. Um, it was one of the first CDs I ever bought. Um, hold up, I may have to, I may have the changes. I have to make sure it still counts. Um, because. Now I'm not so sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, it 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 made it. It made it. Okay, um, I probably bought the soundtrack a year after it came out, mm-hmm. but it was one of the first CDs I ever bought, and it is one of my favorite movies. And from watching it again, it's actually a very cheesy movie, Cruel Intentions. Oh, that's a. I don't think it's. Che- you think it's cheesy now? It's kind of cheesy now. I I still like it. I don't think. <laughs> I honestly wish they made. When they they would make more teen movies like that. Granted, I mean I look weird watching them, but I feel like they don't make them like that anymore. Like it was, you know, Ryan Felipe. You had um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Selma Blair. You had some like Reese really Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Who was the um, the piano the music teacher? Oh, uh, um, I can't think. Sean of his name. Patrick. Yeah. Thomas. Um, it's something like that. He he went by like his full name. You had like some really good Sean Patrick Thomas. Yep, I was right. Josh Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Um, like it was a who's who. Uh, Eric Mabius, who, if people who watch Ugly Betty, he oh. was in that. Uh, and Tara Reed. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Charlie O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Oh, really? Player. He was who? Who did he play? He played Court Reynolds. He was only in like one scene. Two was scenes. he Joshua Jackson's lover? Um,. I think he was no. Not, he wasn't okay. No, he was um, Catherine's ex boyfriend who started dating Cecile. Okay, okay. And from that happening, that kind of set off the 
yeah. the the events that occurred in the film because <laughs> Catherine was out for revenge. <clears throat> Such a good movie. But um, yeah, I played I played this this CD. Um, I may still have it, and it actually may not skip oh, <laughs> because wow. I played it so much. Um, my favorite song from the album is actually the very first song you hear in the movie. It's the very first song on the soundtrack. It's Every You, Every Me by Placebo. Hmm. So I'll give you a hint of that. Um, and the very beginning of the film, it's Sebastian driving in his Jaguar <laughs> 56 Roadster in New York which was weird to me because I thought in New York that you didn't need a car no one drives <laughs> in New York um, but yeah this was my favorite song on there um, it also includes uh, Fat Boy Slim mm-hmm. uh, Blur Blur had a song Coffee and TV which includes a very um, prominent video It's the video is funny to me and yeah. it's one of the like only of its kind it was basically like a like a milk carton mm-hmm. who's lost and he uh <laughs> he has to find his way back home it's, did they do that with stop animation yeah okay that's what i thought uh it also includes counting crows yeah that's uh, the song that i remember the most from an actually colorblind colorblind because that's when he that's when he finally catches up with her at the, yeah. at the bus station right yeah because she was taking a bus um, <laughs> rich kids taking the bus anyway um Marcy Playground, it, not Sex and Candy. It's a different song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skunk and Nancy, I like their song Secretly. Um, Craig Armstrong, Amy Mann, mm-hmm. uh, Faithless, and uh, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony, ends the movie. Oh, yeah. An epic it, fashion. It had already been a, a, song, a hit song at the time, but um, it was a great way to end it, yeah. to end the movie. So I liked what the soundtrack was very well put together and they really went with something that fit the tone of the movie. Yeah. It wasn't really, this wasn't really a soundtrack meant for, for pop purposes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, the main characters are white and, and their, their, their fan base are going to be teenagers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in this case, they, they went for something that fit the movie. Like, but like this, for anyone who was as into MTV Two as I was, oh. this was the this was the MTV Two soundtrack. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's on Spotify. The whole thing, uh, Cruel Intentions, uh, for people who liked. And this is when I kind of got into like alternative sounding music, not necessarily alternative rock or pop or anything, but. Just something that didn't sound like something I was seeing on TV mm, all the time. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, it's definitely the MTV2 soundtrack. That was my number two. All right, Ben. Number one. That was supposed to be a drum roll, but <laughs> whatevs. Um, so, number one. Have not seen this movie. It seems to be a trend. I'm not ashamed is the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. I have no desire to see this movie. I have none. Um, I just loved every song from it. Well, not every song from it, but just about every song from it. Um, this is the Babyface Associated yeah. album. 
Babyface and the, Whitney this is, Houston. This is, a, this is as much a Babyface album as it is a Whitney Houston album. Oh, yeah. Even though she only has like three songs mm-hmm. on it. But she was also <laughs> in the movie, though. But she was in the movie, yes. Um, and, and two of the three songs were singles. Mm-hmm. My favorite song from it is Exhale, Shoot, Shoot, which I think is a phenomenal song. Um, I don't care what anyone says. I think it's better than I will always love you. Sorry, Dolly Parton. Um, it's to me, it's, a, it's the quintessential Whitney Houston song. Like it's just so beautiful. The video is so simple. Um, it's just a black background with Whitney Houston singing. She looks fabulous. Um, really, really good. Um, she she hit the drug use well. I'll say that much. Was she with Bobby Brown at that point? <laughs> yes, she the had already of, married him. The king of R&B. <laughs> and I'll let you know this, Ben. <laughs> this is the second time we've played this song on this podcast. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah, because during the Babyface. The, um, the Babyface yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but, hey. Uh, no, yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I could I'd play it a hundred times if I could. But, yeah, so this is, yeah. I mean, you can play. I guess my other one, my other favorite song, if you want to play another song from there, uh, would be Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige. Um, that's 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 probably my other favorite one next to the, maybe the sitting up in my room by Brandy, but not gonna cry probably is next. Yeah. Um, also written by um Babyface, um Mary J. Blige. I think this was on one of her records too, one of her albums, but I don't remember. Like it might have been thrown on there at the last minute, but I, I don't remember. Yeah, I should know this because my sister has every single Mary J. Blige album, <laughs> and that's I think that's why I started getting into her. Um, she was the original Keisha Cole, in my opinion. Um, yeah, she, she might be better live though. I'm sure she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though Mary J only has one dance move, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has seen that video. I know you have. Oh she god. She has one dance move. Oh god. So hold on. So I haven't been keeping up with her recently, but someone was telling me that did she go through a divorce or something? Did something yeah, happen? Yeah, she, okay. she, her husband filed for divorce. Everyone wants to hear her next album. Like, everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, I want to hear, I want to hear like angry, sad Mary." Because like Happy Mary, they were getting sick of it. <laughs> they were getting, they were like, "Now nah, we want like now that she's going through some heartache, that album gonna be good." I was like, "That's really messed up." Y'all. She's got to have a song about um, her husband asking for spousal support because <laughs> he really is filing for he spousal is? support. Oh, so if she's gonna have an Hold album, on, so who's about her, it, who's her husband? Um, his name is. Uh, He's not a celebrity, though. No, he was he was her manager. Oh, okay. I thought this was gonna uh, is, be is like, he the, like um, Kendall or Kendu Isaacs or Jacobs, something like that. I thought this was gonna be like when Eva Longoria um, divorced Tony Parker oh. and asked him for spousal support, <laughs> and the judge shot it down <laughs> because he said you make more than him. <laughs> no, he cannot have spousal support. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be like she's married to some rich guy. He's like, I want money. And he's like, no, you're petty. Stop being petty. Um, so, yeah, on this album includes Tony Braxton, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, Brandy. I think uh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, yeah. TLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shantae Moore. Shantae Moore. Patty. My favorite song on Way to Is Hell is Way You by Shantae Moore because it's just <laughs> scatting it's, or gibberish. When it, if you, you either hear it as like, like jazzy and scatting or it's just gibberish <laughs> I also like and it was kind of like I remember everyone being really impressed by this um, Count On Me the Whitney Houston and CeCe Winans mm-hmm. co- um, collaboration or 
was duet. That's I was about to say duo, but duet. Um, of course, you know, like my mom saw this, my sister saw this. Like I feel like every black woman at the time saw this movie, and they all talked about the soundtrack. And I remember that song being talked about the most. Well, like I, I understand, like the for a brief time, it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, it really this, was because of because of the soundtrack, um, uh, and because of the book. See, I did. The book okay. was a big deal. Yeah. And then it's going to be made into a movie and there hadn't really been any kind of films where, you know, the four lead characters are all black women, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but it did start like some trend. It did start a bad trend. I think it still continues of <laughs> women being mad at their men. I mean, okay. You are, you're justified in being upset, but don't, uh, do dam- don't do property damage, property damage. Um, and I, I, I helped produce a, a podcast radio show and they, they talked about it. Um, I didn't know pe- people still did it, but, um, one of the hosts, his neighbor had a, um, may have been caught cheating by his wife. Oh God. So she spray painted cheater in the driveway. Oh, but not the car. I thought that was an interesting choice, but <laughs> she didn't, uh, dig her keys into the side of his. Pretty little souped up four wheel drive. <laughs> Shout out to Carrie Underwood. Oh God! Um, and uh, and then the other host uh, talked about how her and her friends sometimes like burn their ex's things. No. Like they get together and they get to. It's an event. Yeah, that's why I, I was asking questions like, do y'all like have Facebook invites for this kind of thing? Oh, like God. it sounds so organized. They get a nice little bottle of wine <laughs> and just girl burn it. <laughs> Um, (laughs) the thing I remember about the movie uh, also is um, uh, when Angela Bassett her Angela Bassett's character is burning the stuff in the car Mm -hmm. and the police come and they're like "Uh, ma'am you can only burn trash in your in your yard she's like this is trash (laughs) oh god (laughs) and uh, it also reminds me of I'm gonna get off topic a little bit but um there was a uh, a book on CD that I listen to all the time. It was Sinbad's book. Mm-hmm. It's like Sinbad's Guide to Life because I oh, know yeah. everything. <laughs> and he talked about this movie, and he said, um, "Like if you're going to leave your woman, if you're going to be like like what um, what's his name, Michael Beach, what his character did in the movie by mm-hmm. telling his wife he's leaving her for the white woman he's been sleeping with, mm-hmm. he's like that is the boldest move by a man in the history of film." <laughs> Because he not only said to his wife's face <laughs> that he is cheating on her uh, with a coworker, but that he's going to leave and come back for his things in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> like the wife isn't going to do oh, God. To your stuff. <laughs> Get that stuff right then. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, waiting to exhale brings back some very funny interesting memories i guess i should go watch the movie then <laughs> is it on netflix um i don't know i don't torrent movies typically but i might torrent that they've, they've made their money <laughs> <laughs> uh if they haven't made their money yet then i cannot help you terry mcmillan I, I just can't help you i'm gonna find out if it's on netflix right now it, it, i don't think it is i'm pretty sure i could rent it from amazon for like three bucks a nice three buck rental no, it's not. It's not on Netflix. I don't think Kendra would watch it with me. 
I think that I think that craze missed her. Like that, it's just like what is she like? That's old. Like that's that's what I would give her. It's old, and she would want to watch it. And that movie's twenty years, years old. old man. Yeah, it really oh is. Oh my god. Oh man, women still out here burning cars and stuff. But anyway, I think it started before then. Um, there were just no cameras around to catch right, it. Exactly. <laughs> um. So my number one. Now I've had the um the the baby face soundtrack um we've had the the new jack well this is a new jack swing soundtrack um it's one of my favorite albums of all time uh just because of who was on it um and how it was produced and it is the soundtrack to mo money oh Uh, oh see i forget these are movies i forgot about Uh, oh man this is an album uh did i get it at the library i either got it at the library they had the (laughs) mo money soundtrack at the library (laughs) i think so or my mom already had it i think she i think she did but i may have like found a copy at the library because like i copied the cd to my computer Mm -hmm. and then i had to get a new computer (laughs) so um oh man uh the soundtrack to mo money um I know it has it was it was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Um we're gonna do a producer spotlight though on them. Oh like yeah, we do definitely. it. Because we gotta do we gotta do that. Um uh it had um see who else was on it. There was a, a duet with uh Luther Vandross and Janet Jackson. I was I was waiting for you to mention that song. It also featured Belle Bib DeVoe and Val, Ralph Tresvant. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it like say it featured Ralph Tresvant. He only said one line in the whole song. <laughs> but uh whatever. Um it features MC Light, Johnny Gill, uh Karen Wheeler, who you may know from Soul to Soul. Um hmm. yeah. as Public Enemy, Color Me Bad, uh um, Me Bad, Sounds of Blackness. Ooh. Big Daddy Kane. I still condition. don't know if sound. I, I still don't know if Sounds of Blackness was a pop group or a gospel group. I still can't they're, tell. They're a gospel group, but they used pop and R and B. Yeah, elements. Like they sounded <laughs> very like. I listened to them like, oh, you could play this in church, or could you? <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could. It had, oh, it, had, it had the elements, but the the message was, you know, still one of of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and there was also a group. I'm not sure if this is a one-time thing, <laughs> but there was a there's a the last song the soundtrack is credited to the Harlem Yacht Club, which I always thought was a very cool name. That is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but my favorite my favorite song from the album is uh is Money Can't Buy You Love by Ralph Tresvant. Um. It's his, uh, I think it's his, it's his best song. Um, it's his, um, let's see if I can find it so I can play it for you guys. Um, let's see if it'll play now. Okay, here we go. Um, man, I feel like I'm back in the nineties. <laughs> well, that was the idea. Um, but um, also within the soundtrack it has like clips from the movie 
that mm-hmm. kind of like push the story along. Like the movie itself, it's kind of uh, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. Yeah. Um, the the term "mo money" came from a sketch of a living color. Yeah. So going into it, I thought it was connected, but it's not. Um, I think it's Marlon Wayans' film debut. Um, at Stacy Dash before black people started hating her. Yeah. <laughs> Even um, though I still think that's a money grab, but and what's interesting <laughs> is that she plays an adult in mm-hmm. Mo Money. Uh, three years later, she's playing a teenager, teenager. in Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's still on my vampire list. Oh yeah, she's she is a vampire, but um. Yeah, this is when we were all we were all cool with with Stacy Dash. Um, Oddly enough, and this is totally off topic because this came up in a, mm-hmm. um, in a writing meeting um, at my job. Someone else mentioned that they thought that Johnny Depp was a vampire, and I never thought about that. He looked the same way as he did in Crybaby. He, he might be. He's like fifty something. Yeah, in Crybaby and Edward Scissorhands, and he was in Benny and June too, right? Yeah, he looks the same. Like, I, what's? <sighs> It's weird. Like I didn't think about that. I was like, you, you were right. Yeah, we were talking about all the all those people, Stacey Dash, and of course, being the ultimate vampire. But yeah, she brought up Johnny Depp, and I was like, he does look. I, I had to think back. I mean, hell, and some of the, and Benny and June, he might have looked older. <laughs> um, another another track that I like on here. Uh, it's not on Spotify, but um, you could find it on YouTube. Excuse me, on YouTube, or if you if you buy the album or whatever there's a song it's a, like an instrumental track called the new style mm-hmm. by jimmy jam and terry lewis yeah like it's it's just them it's an instrumental song that um it's even if you didn't know if you if i played the song you didn't know who it was by mm-hmm. you probably think it was, it was them, them. <laughs> um and they uh or you, or you thought it was like you thought janet jackson was about to start singing yeah <laughs> it sounds like something like that that was my one, uh, my other favorite track on it. It's been so long since I've heard this. Uh, since I've heard this, uh, is this? Hold on, is this? So the soundtrack's not on there, but this song is. This song is. What was it? What album was it attributed to? Um, it's on. Uh, is it the new a, edition greatest hits? Yeah, it's okay, like the, the new edition compilation. Because it's got that other. It's got um, the Bobby Brown stuff on there too. Yeah. Okay, and I've Bell seen. Dip, yeah. Bell. So all their, all their their hits together. Yeah, I've seen that. And their solo hits yeah i've seen that i've seen yeah. that list yeah <clears throat> so um that is that is our that's our top five man mm-hmm. so let's top re- five to us to yeah. us to us okay so let's recap real quick so for ben um honorable mention was jason's lyric mm-hmm. uh, number five set it off mm-hmm Number four, Can't Hardly Wait. Mm-hmm. Number three, The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Number two, Lion King. Mm-hmm. And number one, Waiting to Exhale. Oh, yeah. All right. And for me, honorable mention was Space Jam. Number five, Love Jones. Number four, Juice. Number three, Boomerang. Number two, Cruel Intentions. And number one, Mo Money. Um, uh, I'd like to send a shout out to uh, someone who follows our Instagram because uh, uh, for in kind of like saying this is what our next topic was going to be I posted a photo of um, it was like four pictures of album covers soundtrack album covers it was Men in Black Drive Me Crazy Can't Hardly Wait and Above the Rim 
uh, just to throw some people off. They weren't I like I was going to pick one like they weren't there. None of these are going to be in my top five. <laughs> so I'll post those anyway. But someone um, let's see. Her name is Cruelly Alexa. She asked what our favorite what my favorite character from Can't Hardly Wait was. I said it was William Lichter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, what is what is it about like the soundtrack because I think we'll do it. We'll, we may do an '80s one. I would like to. Uh, with the '70s one, like I can't even think of no. five '70s soundtrack. Like, okay, outside of Saturday Night Fever, Jesus uh, Christ Superstar. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was those soundtracks to where they got a prominent R&B artist to do it, like mm-hmm. Curtis Mayfield or Shaft. Yeah. Um, Isaac Hayes doing Shaft. Yeah. Curtis Mayfield did Superfly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvin Gaye did Trouble Man. Yeah. I, I just know like the theme songs from those yeah. albums. I don't know really anything else. Was the when the levees break, was that a soundtrack to a movie? I don't, I don't know. Think. I think because I know it was a let me look that up. Who does that song? That's uh it's a Zeppelin song. When the I might be wrong though. I thought it was just an album. I don't know if that yeah, that's that I think I thought it was a uh, I thought it was like a um hmm. So like many um Led Zeppelin songs, it was a cover. No shade, no shade. <laughs> I like Led Zeppelin just saying. Um, I really thought they, were, they made a movie too. I guess not. Hmm. Oh, never mind. All right. So uh, that's our top five. Uh, you can give us your top five, but I mean, it's not going to change our minds. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll get to, let's see how far are we get to. Oh, wow. Okay, this is pretty long. So um, <laughs> we're going to get to my, my earworm of the week. Um, now, I'm probably late on this one, but I just started listening to it, and mm-hmm. then I, I kept playing it on repeat because uh, this came out a while ago. It's uh, Wherever I Go by One Republic. Familiar with that one? I have to hear it. I, they, I've, been a lot, I've been scattered on a lot of their tracks. Okay. Uh, it came out earlier this year. Um, they have a new they have a new album coming out or if it's already out. No, they have a they have a this is like the third single, I guess. Um from whatever their new album is called. I'm not even sure, but I can let you know after we play the song. <laughs> it's, it's Ryan Tedder and them people. That's, that's Ryan, Ryan and them. Yeah. <laughs> So this is uh, Wherever I Go by One Republic. Okay, it's not that one. (laughs) I know I could lie, but I'm telling the truth. Wherever I go, there's a shadow of you. I know I could try looking for something new. I'm 
Okay, that is wherever I go by One Republic from their upcoming album, Oh My My. Um, yeah, it's uh, the video focuses on a day in the life of a Korean businessman stuck in his routine, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, so that will bring us to the end of our program. I'd like to thank everyone for downloading and listening, but we do want to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you can reach us in several ways. One is facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, you can email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com. That is you with the letter you instead of the word you. Why, Ben? And I'm, I'm making it you with my hands because we're urban. <laughs> yes. And not and <laughs> because we're urban, not because we're in Miami. We didn't go to the U. <laughs> Uh, you could also contact us, reach us, comment on our photos and like them and follow us on Instagram. By the time you hear this, also with the letter U, uh, download our podcast on iTunes, Podomatic. Um, I still haven't decided Stitcher. on Stitcher <laughs> yet or any other streaming podcast service. If there's another one out there, let us know. I mean, please interact with us. <laughs> please. <laughs> I'm well, not really begging you, but it's, it would We're be asking nice. nicely. It would be nice if you did, you know? Um, so, uh, you definitely have ways to reach us. Uh, we'll post the episode. Uh, we'll also post the playlist of the songs that we played, um, uh, from this episode, as far as this particular topic goes. And also, um, you can give us your top five, you know, um, and okay, yeah, we had an honorable mention, okay, but the question the the question is five, your top five, okay, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a like I, the example with the NBA players, but also you know when someone asks like, who do you think is the best quarterback of all time, okay, that you're expecting like one person mm -hmm. to be mentioned, right, not like three. Why didn't you mention this person? <laughs> well, no, it'll be like. Who's your favorite quarterback of all time? Oh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Joe Montana <laughs> or Terry Bradshaw. Like that. You named four. Your favorite. We asked for one. Yeah, we said favorite. <laughs> okay. Singular. Um, so, yeah. Stuff like that kind of, it, it's a little bit of a pet peeve when you don't answer <laughs> the question um, the way that it was meant to. But, uh, yeah, that will do it for our podcast. Uh, let's end it with another 90s soundtrack but you just just give me a 90s movie uh, sister act sister act mm -hmm. sister act 2 that's my favorite that, that's what i would to go with yeah sister, sister act, act two. 2 um do they have it the lauren hill here? biopic <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh wow, they don't have Sister Act too on Spotify. That is well, ridiculous. no, they have Never Shall Let You Go. That's my favorite track from that. All right, is, so which is on there? Let's just find the high five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't one of those? Didn't the lead singer die? 
Yeah, that was a few years ago. Oh, man. So, Never Should Have Let You Go by High Five from Sister Act 2. Not going to get that reunion. (laughs) You were terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for our show, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.